Welcome everybody to That Reminds Me Of. This episode we're looking at Jack Snyder's version of Justice League. <laughs> Baron, did how you, was that for an intro? Did you just say Jack Snyder or Zack Snyder? <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> okay, redo. Redo. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to That Reminds Me Of. This episode, we're looking at Zack Snyder's version of Justice League. And this is the show where we watch films and we talk about those those films. And the films we're reminded of when we were watching those films. Uh, this There will be spoilers, but everybody's already seen this film anyway in some very various version of it. So it probably doesn't matter. Yeah, you're probably right. Although I'm not sure everyone has, but, you know, maybe if someone's clicked on this video or podcast to listen to they probably have (laughs) that's right Uh, so so Zack Snyder he originally was the director of Justice League yes and then was replaced by Joss Whedon yeah no is that a story is that is that really the (laughs) (laughs) Zack Snyder stayed right through didn't he or is, is there really a Joss Whedon replacement of Zack Snyder in Justice League Zack Snyder directed the initial Justice League. Yeah. Halfway through the project, it was taken over by Joss Whedon. So the previous version is a Joss Whedon version. But it's still it's still credited as Zack Snyder, though. Yes, but it's a, it's, it's a Joss Whedon thing. Like it... Oh, uh, I geez. think halfway through, there was a, a reason why Zack had to leave the project. I think it was something a bit sad from memory. I think he just had to leave. And Joss came over and buffed... Buffified it a little bit, <laughs> and so the original version was was the Joss Whedon Buffy version. Dude, you are blowing my mind right now. I had no idea that Joss Whedon had anything to do with Justice League. This is so real, then, because I thought that everybody knew that. Now I... you, the the my film mentor, doesn't know that. <laughs> well, <laughs> I I knew that he had done the Avengers, and that was it. Is uh, in in terms of like superhero films and. I had no idea this was part of the story, uh, and it's confusing me because there's nothing in Justice League that makes me think of Joss Whedon, honestly. Yeah, okay. Well, th- that's because you haven't seen the first one. But I have seen the first one, but ages ago. Oh, uh, ages ago. Sorry. Yeah, I saw it when it came out. Um, I haven't rewatched it this time around, and you're just blowing my mind right now. I don't know why <laughs> Joss Whedon would want to come on board Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, I just don't get it. Any in the in the in the first place. Uh, well, he hasn't he hasn't come on board for Zach's for this version of Justice League. Right, he's been erased from history in this <laughs> version. I know, but in the original, it was still Zack Snyder's Justice League, sort of. You know what I mean? Like it had yeah. all the hallmarks of a Zack Snyder film. Wow. Yes, but but it it wasn't um, true to Zack. So this is the fairy tale. Okay, this is the fairy tale background. Well, t- that. Tell the me the ori- fairy tale. Yeah, the original wasn't true to Zack Snyder's vision because he had to leave the project halfway through. Joss Whedon took over, you know, trusted pair of hands with superhero films and <laughs> <laughs> and created a new film. Um, oh, my God. And then Zack, ever since, has wanted to release the version that he originally intended. And wow. this is... This is that version. It's been hotly anticipated 
you know, this is me with popular culture. I'm not normally the pop <laughs> culture guy, but uh, I know this. I know this stuff. Oh my god! See, you. So okay. So I had always assumed this is the this is the non fairy tale version. This is just like the the Baron his imagination version of this, right? I always mm. just thought that what we had was Joss. And sorry, forget Joss Whedon. Uh, Zack Snyder had shot a uh, ridiculously long bloated film. The studio had gone, why have you shot four hours of footage? Uh, you know, that we're, we're making a two-hour film here. Then they'd come in, cut the hell out of it, just took all the boring bits out, jammed as much of the action together as they could figure out how to make sense of, and then gone, that's the film. And, and forever after, uh, Zack Snyder's just been fuming about it and finally talked someone into allowing him to do the four-hour version. That's not the story. That's not the story. What you're thinking about <laughs> is Apocalypse Now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Well, research pays, I suppose, you know, like it's it's worth doing occasionally. <laughs> well, I'm so happy that you don't know that history. And, and I only know it vaguely and I yeah. could be proven wrong, mind you. <laughs> like that's just some storyline that I've got in my head. But let's assume I'm right and I've come with that baggage and you've come to it fresh. So yeah. I think that's cool. The thing is, is that I respect Joss Whedon so much that I just don't understand mm. how he comes on board this project, helps them make the 2017 Justice League mm. and walks away from that going, that was a job well done. Look what I just did. I, <laughs> you I know think what this, I mean? Yeah, this this uh, brings us to what our context going into this film is. I think we've, we're starting to discuss it. Uh, yeah. But... DC Universe, like what? What do you think of the DC Universe in the in popular culture? I mean, if we're talking about the comics, that's a whole different thing. But like mm. in terms of the films that have been made, I haven't enjoyed, I haven't enjoyed any of them, really. Wow. Um, I thought Wonder Woman, the first one, had its moments, but overall, I didn't love that film. We mm. talked about Wonder Woman eighty four, didn't like that. Aquaman. No. Um, what else was there? I mean, there was Superman, Superman, Batman versus Superman, Justice League. No, I could have, I could have done without all of them, honestly. <laughs> well, I think this film is is almost part of a trilogy of Man of Steel, Batman versus Superman, mm. Justice League. Yeah. So I think that's the chronology of, of what we're meant to be dealing with. The likes of you know Wonder Woman eighty four. That's just anathema you know that's just an awful yeah. mistake i think they were probably building to something or zack snyder or jack snyder if you prefer <laughs> uh, was building to something and this was it um with yeah with uh man of steel and, and batman versus superman none of the films have really grabbed me let me just put it that way mm. um i think there's 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 been a solid attempt at like a dark gritty superhero universe here uh, but it's overshadowed by other films that have done it better. And that's that's been my problem with the series. And it just feels like they're kind of grasping at something and never quite getting to where they actually want to be with it. I've always put it down to that that it seems like a, like a studio that, that has a vision for what it wants, but actually doesn't really know how to, how to make that vision into reality in the way that Marvel's done it, for instance. Yeah. Clear vision, uh, whether you like it or not, they've gone at it. And they've been successful at achieving that vision, I think. 
generally. Yeah, Mar- Marvel's got a strategy. Yep, exactly. Mm. Yeah. But with DC, like, I just think as a kid with the comics, I didn't know anything about Marvel. I, I only knew about Superman and Batman and, mm. and that sort of thing. So I, I think I was DC in my bones. Yeah. And then I was also a child of the the original Superman films. Uh, so that was my introduction into superheroes. Yeah. And, of course, there was the Batman, you know, the kitschy Batman of the 60s. And, and then came the, the darker Batman films, both the original Batman films, which were darker than some of the other things, but then they got particularly dark with uh, Chris Nolan and yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, so I think there's a lot of baggage that comes with the DC universe and this was like a perfect opportunity to bring it together it's like almost the moment had arrived when it's all going to come together and the previous version of this film I think failed at that and also because Batman is such a leading figure in this and I guess that's probably since Batman versus Superman and and that we had Affleck appear as Batman it's for me it's just never quite worked because Chris Nolan's Batman series are, are just so much more together and mm. solid and striking those those films then even even though the dark knight's really the standout but yeah. as even as a collection like they're so much more powerful <laughs> in terms of how they've been put together and the vision that it sort of in my mind doomed this series from the start like it just didn't have a chance that, that's mm. that's fair uh, it would have been nice to have joined those up also, I always feel like it's been a waste of my time. Whenever they reboot a series, yeah. I think, oh, Christ, I was just I know. getting into it. Like I Spider-Man's know. a perfect example. Like about they How many reboots do we years. need? Yeah. I know. I know. And and I and I have such a soft spot for for Raimi's Spider-Man, mm. you know? Like mm. it's hard for me to go past that. The way the way he did it was with so much flavor and fun that it's kind of, you know, then then we have we've had two Spider-Man reboot sense you know it's just a bit much anyway let's we've got to start talking about this film uh, yeah maybe before we do just the original justice league i know you haven't seen it for some time but i yeah i re-watched it before watching this one so curious what are your thoughts well i had seen it but i i, I it was forgettable uh but my thoughts going into this one was on the negative, there were more negatives than positives. The Batman character, played by Ben Affleck, was ludicrous. <laughs> I thought, like, I just, I struggled, <laughs> I struggled to watch it at all. Um, yeah. And I kept writing notes of these awful bits of dialogue. Um, <laughs> there was Batman and Wonder Woman there drinking whiskey at some stage, and I just thought it just doesn't. This none, none of this makes sense. The and beyond Batman, all the characters were so shallow it was really i don't know it was it was boring it felt like a transformers movie or something where it's all action 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 with no actual character development or anything like that man you've got me so i mean i had this pegged i was like that's clearly what happens when you've written a four-hour freaking movie right Mm. and then someone comes in and goes well we have to lose half of this yeah that's what happens. You end up with just plot banging into the next bit, right? And and all the the joining pieces that sort of make it rich are, are lost. Um, and so that's what I had in my mind. But you, you've thrown the spanner in the works with Joss Whedon, and now I'm confused. <laughs> I don't know what's happened here. I don't. I, I mean, obviously there was still a script to start with, and Joss Whedon in, inherited the script. I would imagine. Mm. I don't know if he did any rewriting or it was I too don't... late. They were already shooting by that point, probably. 
well, there was there must have been rewriting and there must have been uh, editing choices clearly. Yeah. Uh, but if I just give it, I'll give that film one positive, uh, and that is given that clearly the studio has said this needs to be two hours or whatever it ends up being and put some ludicrous parameters around it. Mm. They, they probably said this needs to be two hours and it needs to be more like Avengers. I'm tipping. <laughs> Something <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Given that, I think Joss Whedon or whoever's been involved has actually done a miraculous job mm. in fitting in all of the plot points um, of a four-hour film into half of that and still making it a film that makes some some degree of sense. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the at times I was marvelling at how condensed the storytelling was, like how they would, the characters would only have a, you know, a couple of lines in, in which to say a, um, a, a, a relevant plot point. <laughs> yeah, um, to move the story forward. To move the fo- story forward. So right. I was impressed by it, even though I didn't like the film. That's crazy. All right. Let's well, move on. I just, you, you know, I'm just quickly looking up when Avengers came out. Mm. Do, do you remember when that was? Some time ago now, I would have thought. Probably. Because I remember very clearly Joss Whedon coming off of that and saying, I will never do that again. That was the worst. Oh, really? Do you remember that? I don't remember that narrative, no. But um, it looked, yeah, so he it was, it was before this film anyway. Um, yeah, interesting. So there you go. He came back for more punishment. So I'm not making that up, am I? This just just weird. Have you looked that up already? Is that no? I was I was trying to. I, w- I would love it. I would love it if we now discovered that that's actually some sort of Hollywood myth. <laughs> I think I'm right. I think it's no. Nah, you're right. It's called yeah. They've got Whedon's <laughs> Whedon's Justice League. Weasons Justice League. What a! It's not fair. I just because because oh, I respect him too, and I just think yeah. he's been brought in to do a to do a job, and he's been paid for the job, and I think he's probably done the job marvelously that they've asked him to do. Yeah, yeah. I probably he was doomed from the start. Honestly, well, that's crazy. Let me just say that that's crazy. But as he said, let's move on. A couple of things I wanted to just bring up, just just because. I thought it was interesting when I was having a quick look at the two films side by side. So we've got Justice League in 2017. Mm. Snyder's cut is in this year, 21. There's quite a difference between reviews that these are getting. And I think we all knew, kind of knew that the original was a doozy, right? Like it sort mm. of wasn't well received when it when it happened. IMDb um, has it at 6.2 stars. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it 40%. Audiences gave it 71%. And, and it did run at two hours. Then Snyder's version, IMDb so far, 8.2 stars. Rotten Tomatoes, critics are giving it 71. Audiences, 95%. Like it's wow. got a very high rating from audiences, but it's four hours and two minutes long. It's, in, it's interesting that we've got this very, very long film and it overall is, has, is, is being reviewed much much higher than, than the original. I think that there's a lot in there that's still not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't think the extra two hours has necessarily saved it. However, there are some things in there that are pretty cool. So maybe we can talk about some of the good things. Yeah. Wow. Okay. We took a while to get to the actual film, didn't we? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did. That's all right. It's a journey. 
can I can I start with a question to you? Sure. Four three aspect ratio. What did Bullshit. you think? Bullshit. Really? I thought you might say that. I honestly, I was just like, this is this hmm. this this represents everything that people were kind of complaining about with this 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 four hour cut. And I and I think it's it's another sign of where Snyder kind of falls flat is that he there's some real genius in there and there's some beautiful filmmaking in there but then he can't help himself he has to make it four by three you know what i mean like he has to almost go it's not just recut it's four by three it's that you know that was my vision all along and i just can't imagine that was ever his vision like to put a film out in cinemas in four by three really like would that ever fly like this scale of a film you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but then again you watch it and you start to get used to it after about two hours (laughs) oh you know i i thought four by three kind of worked for me here yeah yeah firstly it it is a stark difference to the first one so Mm. it's a visual cue that hey you're watching a different film yeah so i thought that that in itself is, is enough and i probably agree it wasn't his original vision Mm. He probably says that it was, but you know I, I would you know hesitate on that. Uh, but when you when you're watching the same film again, I think I want difference and I want to see mm. see a different vision. And this did it for me. And I found that um, I just enjoyed just pondering the the different aspect ratio. And for the first time, I, th- I actually thought I was seeing more. You know how yeah. normally you just think, oh, it's just been cut on the left and right. This time I yep. actually felt I was seeing more, you know, top and bottom, um, yep. which is yep. just a, an optical illusion, but uh, uh, it worked for me. You know what? You actually might have been seeing more. I would be curious to ah. see because often they shoot the thing, they shoot the thing at like a full frame and mm. then they letterbox it. Um, and maybe you are seeing more height. You know what I mean? Because now he's taken that letterboxing off and and put it on the sides instead interesting well I'd that's be curious the case to see one. yeah my gut feeling is that that's probably not the case i think it was an afterthought and they just <laughs> i think so they too. just cut off the sides but... i absolutely think so yeah a, a couple of the shots were framed in a way that felt a little uncomfortable to me mm, i was like okay. we're almost losing half half of aquaman's head here um <laughs> you know what i mean but uh, he gets away with it he does get away with it the balls I mean, you can do that when it's not going to go into cinemas per se. Like it's more of a, a streaming release and the studio's already made its money, uh, you know, and this is like a, a kind of an arty mm. version of it that's going to come out later. So suppose you can get away with all sorts of things in that case. I mm. think I'm just sensing that I'm a bit more positive about this film than you are because mm. uh, I quite liked it. I'm not a big super superhero guy, but I went for the ride uh one of the things that stood out and it really made an impact on me was the chapters yeah so this was broken up into six six different chapters the original wasn't um Mm. what do you what did you think of that like did you like it or hate it i think it worked for for the length of the film that we have Mm. i think it actually helped to kind of break it up a little bit and you know if if it was a shorter film i don't know if you would need it you know Mm. uh but the fact that it is such a long film it kind of helped this whole thing actually started to feel a little bit more like a mini series than Mm. a film partly because of the way 
the length of it, but also the way it was broken up into chapters. And there was, you know, each chapter almost had its own character that had its back that had a backstory, which is what you see in TV shows all the time. Um, it started to feel a little bit, a little bit like TV in that respect, just, you know, uber cinematic TV. Yeah. And, and I watched it like that. So I didn't sit down for four hours and watch the whole thing from start to finish. I watched it episodically. Uh, and I think you watched it in one go. Yeah, I did. And I would have preferred to have seen it. Like I actually almost would have preferred if this was a limited series. Mm. I think I think it, it would have worked better. People would be more forgiving of the length in that case, for one. Mm. Um, and the fact that it's got chapters built into it, like if each of those was an episode, it should be kind of kind of cool. I thought the um, the original, the, the first chapter was called Don't Count It at Batman. When that came up on the screen, I actually got all these emotions come up in me. It almost reminded me of the 60s series, you know, when you've got, Batman and Robin with Robin making wise cracks back to yeah. Batman and it sounded like something Robin would have said in jest <laughs> to Batman and I liked that that reminded me of that history of the DC universe but also the tone of the film up to then had been it'd been set up really dark and very different to the original it was kind of bringing the best of the Batman Begins and all that sort of um, Dark Knight stuff and the 60s stuff that we we all know into the same thing it was kind of, it it was That's interesting. Good. I didn't I didn't have that reaction to it but um you hate it. I can I can see that. No, no, I didn't actually hate it. That's the thing is I I think the first 40 odd minutes I was actually sitting back going this is beautiful. There's a lot to love here, you know. It, it's it's moving along. It's beautifully made. You can see the vision that Snyder has brought to this and it's coming through in a good way. Like there was nothing too cheesy about it in that beginning part, you know? And then it just started to get, started to feel a bit long. Uh, and I started to get a bit tired of the really, really in-depth long backstories for each of the characters. And it wasn't, it's funny cause it's almost bookmarked. Like it's got a cool beginning there's a very long drawn out middle section and then the end is what you kind of remember from the original from the original film and that feels almost a little bit pulpy and and ridiculous compared to everything that's come before mm. so i had mixed i had some mixed feelings about this film honestly on that level like parts of it i actually thought were great for instance i thought that wonder woman is about 100% cooler in a Zack Snyder film than she is in any of her own films. You know what I mean? Like, mm. the way he treats her and her action, she actually looks, like, 100% more badass than she does in her, in her own films, I think. Well, in the 1984 one, that was yeah. just ridiculous. In particular. Yeah. yeah. In particular. I read or heard somewhere that, you know, the original scene where she where she's really introduced and she's foiling some plot of some crazy guy trying to end the end the world yeah they initially cut four minutes out of the scene without set sacrificing any plot information yeah but the i just remember watching that scene thinking i'm getting so much more out of this than i did with the original there you go so that's four minutes of just i don't know what was cut, her her kicking ass and yeah i think so yeah because she, she comes up. off great in she really does you know yeah she does yeah. yeah and like I really hated her in the 84 one that we saw yeah 
I know. I, I know. Ludicrous. If you compare the action and just her her sort of the way she behaves and the way she responds mm. to the to the world around her and the other characters, she's just, there's a lot more depth in in this film, I think, than than in what was particularly in 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 Wonder Woman eighty four for sure. And actually, mm. not just in her character, but the the backstory of the the Amazons, their whole story of of having the mother box, one of the mother mother boxes. Right. And Steppenwolf, that scene where he takes the mother box and they're, and they're, and they're running away from him. That was and epic. It was epic. You know what? I So in both the Wonder Woman films, I've, I've hated, really disliked the portrayal of that island and, and just disliked it, the beginning of each of the two films. Uh, it's just a bit, there was something that didn't feel right about it. Whereas uh, I think, I think in, in this film... Um, the portrayal, it's a lot darker and it just, it feels a lot more grounded. It's got a bit of a 300 vibe to it. That's fine. But it just works. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was thinking 300 as well with some yeah. of the animation yeah. of, of the, the Greeks or whatever it was. The emotional weight of when the hometown like is destroyed is quite yeah. poignant. Like that's a real moment when they're uh, this place that's, existed forever basically gets blown up and falls into the ocean what snyder's brought to this it, there is a lot of emotional baggage a lot of emotional mm. weight it's darker um i think i think all of them have tried to be dark and gritty this mm. feels like it achieves it in a more so you know um in in a more authentic way at the same time as being you know visually over the top um which it can do it's sort of Mm. there's this weird thing going on here where at times that that visual style of his and the weight and the grittiness and the darkness all just gels beautifully and then a couple scenes later it feels like he just takes it too far in one direction or the other (laughs) and it's almost like he gets so caught up in it that you suddenly it's all about the slow motion lightning or it's like wonder woman doing this like for the 50th time and you just sort of like i get it i get that that yeah. works but we've done it too much now like pull back a little bit you know uh, i think that's i think that's where where it kind of got me you know it just gets overindulgent no that, i think it's a fair call i think i'd just come off the original one so i felt there was so much lacking yeah. in character development that i lapped up every bit that i got and thought okay this is just adding to my knowledge and appreciation of of, of the universe. That's um, a great point. I mean, if if, if you're comparing the two, hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I, I can't remember the original as well as you would, but I remember feeling that it was very shallow and quite forgettable. Like I just, I saw it, went, that's a bit over the top, you know, nothing that I'm going to really take away with me from that and sort of just forgot it. Uh, this, this, I don't think I'll forget as as quickly like i think there's there's a lot in um the snyder four hour version that that is great yeah i agree i actually think this is the sort of film that kids today like the kids that are watching it will remember Mm. as the you know this is what this universe is yeah and and maybe there'll be you know movies to come yeah embed it but this is a real great starting point i think for a franchise that's interesting isn't it because obviously it's not the starting point so what we're Mm. talking about is almost a reboot but within the same 
boot. <laughs> yeah, within reboot, that... reboot within the boot. Yeah, I I, I don't I know, know what they've got on the what, what they've got slated, but yeah, uh, they I think they should explore this universe a bit more now because yeah. um, clearly audiences are are liking it. They've reacted well to it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've looked online. I've I've seen a, a a lot of my own filmmaking friends, and there's a lot of others out there that are going on about how self indulgent it is, and how mm. you know this is why you should you should never let a a guy write a four hour script and then go out and film it with all the money in the universe. <laughs> and like, so like there's there's some outrage out there as well. Mm. Um, however, I don't really feel that. Like you know, I think I think I watched this and genuinely enjoyed a lot of it and then yeah. and then other bits i went well that's a bit much but it didn't mm. it didn't ruin it for me you know should we just talk quickly about some of the characters uh yeah because there's so many of them and you could talk about each of them for there half are. an hour yeah uh batman talk to me <laughs> i i don't know what to say i i think i think affleck was set up to fail unfortunately i just don't mm. think he for one Christian Bale's Batman is all over this performance, but like Affleck's trying to do the same voice <laughs> as <laughs> that Christian Bale did. Um, the suit somehow just isn't as cool. Like it just doesn't fit properly. He can't yeah. move in it. Uh, and then, and then big problem. This was for me was just like the biggest problem is you just should not put Batman in a room with a bunch of gods. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Yeah. I, I and I I get that this has come from the from the comics. Um, so there's it's legit on one level, but like when you put him in a room with a bunch of gods, he's just gonna look lame. You know, he needs to be fighting against other humans, like like Joker. Yeah. You know, I I agree. I've got a slight <laughs> counter perspective. Awesome. Hit me with and it. Watching the watching, uh, Flex Batman in the original Justice League. I've never seen anything so ridiculous in my life. <laughs> I was pausing regularly to like write down quotes of, of that were just so bad. Yeah. Um so ridiculous. In this in this one, I felt he redeemed himself a little. Like there was I I saw him as as very human and that's exactly the points you're making mm. really that he's this bloke among gods. And I thought that came across, and even the even the look of the suit, how ridiculous and stilted he was, um, <laughs> like it's a it's a ludicrous suit. It's a but, ridiculous suit. But he's a human, and he's yeah. trying to protect himself. Uh, so there was so much <laughs> about him that was still ridiculous. But I just thought it was played when when you compare it to the previous version, mm. it was played fairly well and. I regained some respect for that portrayal of Batman and that's only because it was coming from like a way negative base. Yeah, that's great. Um, I wonder what, you know, if uh, Whedon was just like, oh, my God, what can I do with this guy? He's, he's a lost cause. I'm just going to, I'm just, he's there throughout. Uh, what do I do? I don't know. I don't know. His suit his suit is ridiculous. He can't even move. His cheeks are like somehow squishing out from the edges of his suit. <laughs> it was killing me, man. Um, but then, but then, uh, as you're saying, Snyder was like, "Well, that's kind of the point. If you let me do my my full version, you'll see why that makes sense." That's Maybe ex that's exactly right. It was, it's like yeah. in the original. Yeah, Whedon just said, 
yeah, he is so ridiculous. We need to cut cut him out wherever possible. <laughs> yes. Other than just to keep the plot moving. Right. Right. Um, I just love the way. So in every fight sequence, they they still gave him his like little portion of the fight sequence. So you'd mm. have everyone else doing cool stuff. They're like you know jumping, flying, <laughs> like just destroying right and then you cut to him and he's like climbing inside of his tank and just trying to shoot a little bit uh, or he's like fighting one one little foot soldier in the corner and it's taking him 10 minutes to 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 beat that guy while everyone yeah. else is destroying it yeah. was so clear that he, he was the he was the human the yeah. useless human yeah, exactly but that's cool like for people people love batman don't they people yeah, they do. love the character of batman and I think that's what they like about him, that he's just a dude. Yeah, because I hadn't read the comics or anything. So mm. when when Batman versus Superman came out and they were advertising it, I remember just, I was just like, wait, what are you talking about? What are you talking about, Batman <laughs> versus Superman? How ridiculous. <laughs> what? No, seriously, what are you guys talking about? I don't get it. Like, Batman dies every time, like, instantly. He's just dead. Mm. It's not a thing. It's not, it's not even a movie there, but then they... They found a way. Yeah, <laughs> this man would kill him in in two seconds. Like Instantly. It's, just, yeah, it's not even worth talking about. So let's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move to Aqu- Aqu- Aquaman. Or yeah. Aquaman. 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 Well, uh, he's just he's the coolest dude on the planet, isn't he? Well, just just eye, eye candy. He's just the coolest guy there is. He's eye candy and he's cool. <laughs> uh, this is this is. I think Aquaman is is one where it really helps to have seen the previous. Uh, version recently because mm. when he's introduced do you remember there's a scene where he's swigging the whiskey and yeah uh you know being the big tough guy yeah in the original that is to this to a soundtrack i feel like it might be the white stripes or something like that jack right. black jack white <laughs> sort of music really yeah aggressive and he's really playing up the the macho vibe yeah. In the second film, this one, it's played to Nick Cave. Um I've forgotten what the, the song is. Ah. Um but it's a a melancholy song and it's showing the sort of the pain and the torment that he's under. Completely different tone. Mm. And it's it's almost the the main scene that I felt showed a difference between the two. And I thought it was ridiculous in the first and I thought it was quite Poignant and well done in the, in the second. Something I, I missed. Uh, I thought that his arc was a little less solid for me to understand mm. than, than some of the others. I think I think the underwater stuff d- doesn't mm. quite work for me. The things that I thought that were the, were the strongest were his sort of role as that mythical man that saves people from the sea and delivers them in some little you know, like Icelandic village somewhere. Like that stuff was kind of cool. I, I agree that some of the stuff underwater wasn't all that compelling. It was mm. just so much better done than the first one, that's all. How about Flash? He's fun, you know, like I, I, and, and some of some of the characters feel a little bit like TV show characters and I think he's, mm. he's one of them. However, you know, in terms of just comic relief, he's, he's fun. Uh, you know, the characters that they have to work with are aren't as strong as a whole you know mm. as the as the marvel universe like flash and cyborg like 
interesting backs interesting backstory for cyborg in in particular but in the mix like as your avengers or justice league like they're just don't as a whole they just don't feel as strong and there's yeah. some of them are quite weak i think yeah i agree the the mm. the main ones like you got batman superman wonder woman fine yeah when they start going to their b list yeah it gets a bit um a bit lame yeah and the thing is, is that the marvel uh, the avengers the a list is so long <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean like there's a lot of a listers there yeah although i when i was growing up they weren't a listers to me yeah they, right these the the dc ones were the a listers yeah interesting i don't know if it's just the the year i was born but so mm. the marvel characters only appeared to me through the the recent films yeah um so i think maybe just marvel have done it a bit they just better. handle it better yeah. yeah but flash there was that great introductory scene where he went into slow-mo with the accident what did you think of that with the girl i thought that was excellent mm. but she never comes back that disappointed me oh, i wanted okay. i wanted a little i wanted a little something right at the end of the film where where <laughs> yeah. you know a little rendezvous with that same lady because it was such a standout moment yeah uh, it was it was great that was great it was a great intro yeah well that was missing from the first one as well that whole thing I, I kind of vaguely remember the... Oh, really? I feel like I do remember a bit of it, but Would I could be mistaken. If it was in there, it wasn't played in the same way. Like, this was really played long. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. excruciatingly long in a way because time had slowed down and they mm. they really dove into that. And I thought it just... It gave his character just a lot more resonance and we knew who he was, knew a lot about his humour but also mm. his, you know, how he, his mind works. I agree. I think that was that was really strong. It gets a little bit hinky for me when it starts getting into the whole plot point of him going so fast that time reverses and, and you mm. know, creating electric shocks and things like that. Like that started to mm. feel a little, well, I don't know. Maybe it's fine, but there's just something about watching him run in slow motion that um, gets old quickly. I don't know why. Yeah, no. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I love the way I love the way we throw out <laughs> we throw out a, a positive or two and then I just, you know, get get down on it or for each of them. <laughs> oh no, I think we need that because it's not a perfect film. Yeah. Like it's four hours. Like you you're gonna have to Absolutely. pick some dodgy bits about it. Mm. Uh I could I could pick several and, and not the least of which is in the epilogue when Batman is in his costume but has some leather jacket on over the top. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> also, this shot behind me, right, uh, that I've got in my background, yeah. where I think this was the final shot of the whole film. Yeah. They're just all standing there looking <laughs> at something yeah. just because it's a cool posing shot. Like, it, there's a bit <laughs> of that in this film, and it just struck me as, like, as one of the issues with it, you know, that, you know... Snyder cannot walk past a cool posing moment. Like it just is. He, there's so many throughout the film, but then to put this one at the end where they're all just standing there posing, like full on power <laughs> posing, and watching the sun rise together or something. You know, that's it's crazy. <laughs> that's such a good point. I, I remember like there was uh, Wonder Woman when she's on the Statue of Liberty. I think it yeah. was, um, and but particularly the Batman ones. Because he has a couple of power poses, and I just remember thinking, how long has it taken that human yes. to get up to that spot? 
<laughs> just for the pose. And he can't actually move, you know? And he so, can't, he's all stiff and... Yeah. See, there was something, because Nolan's Batman, like, you you believed it. You believed mm. he could get up there and he would be fine, right? And he yeah. probably wouldn't have done it anyway. Except, But this this guy, he's up there. He can't even turn his head, right? <laughs> A stiff breeze comes along and he'll probably slowly just, like, topple off the edge and not be able to do anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> he's ridiculous. Yeah. Let's see. Do we want to go into to reminds me of? I think we've... I think we've, we should. We've gone a bit long. We have. That's right. There's there's so much to talk about here. Have you got one you want to start with or do you want me to start with one? <laughs> I've got a few, none of which are very impressive because this is a superhero movie. What do you do? Justice um, League Part 1, obviously. <laughs> Justice <laughs> yeah, League right. Part 1. Did it remind you of that a little? <laughs> I'm just going to throw out the Avengers just because it's a talking point. We've discussed Absolutely. it. But that's that's a clear reference for the film. And they would have been looking at the success of the Avengers Obviously, and they brought Whedon on, who, you know, went yeah. through, who, who did the Avengers. So, um, clear. That's a clear one. How odd, though, to have two rival universes and to right. bring on the same guy to do both. I just wish they'd found their point of difference, found their lane, and then ran with it, which I, I feel like this is what this, is what this movie's doing. Yeah. Uh, rather than trying to mimic the success to the point of getting the same director on. Like, yeah. It just seems so lame. I don't want to be too dark on about executives, but, um, you know, like I just wonder if they went, oh, no, we've lost, we've lost Snyder. We actually don't know what we're doing now. <laughs> so let's just Maybe. get the guy who's done one of these before in, you know? Yeah. yeah. It feels that there would have been a lot of decisions made based on data and analytics. <laughs> right you know exactly. like how many people watch such and such how many uh, and i i kind of hate that i hate that in our working lives yeah <laughs> when you base things on you know just numbers rather than creative instinct but absolutely this feels like a uh, you know what might have been the problem and yet you can't beat those people because they've mm. always got the numbers to hold up you know yeah um i can think of a couple in our workplace yeah, absolutely <laughs> absolutely um so actually while we're talking about the avengers one of the things i wanted to mention is that is that i've been re-watching all of the marvel cinematic universe films in timeline order so we we uh started with captain america and one thing i'm watching i'm watching them through and thinking uh these are sort of more cartoony than i remember them being uh, and then in the middle of it, I think I was up to maybe I was five or so films in. We we watched this, and this is just so dark and and cinematic in a kind of uh, very stylized, slightly gritty way. Like it's got film grain, which you can see in the image behind me. But like mm. there's a lot of film grain. You know, Snyder's really put his stamp on it visually, and when you then go back to watching another Marvel film, they feel very fairy flossy, you know, like there's just not a lot of substance there. So I really did appreciate that in this film and it made me kind of reevaluate the Marvel films. I've never been a huge fan of the Marvel films, but I generally just have enjoyed them, thought they yeah. were well-made and achieved what they were trying to achieve pretty well. Um, some of them are on second watch or third watch now, probably. I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like these films as much as, mm. as I thought, you know, I, I think they're as good as I thought they were. Yeah, I like, I like this one better than the 
Marvel films. Mm. I, I like the darkness. Uh, yeah. Not that it's it's not like pitch black dark. No. It's, it's got some grit. And the YouTube video I was watching that caused me to be late to our um, our recording today was was this guy taught. He actually showed the original and this version side by side. Right. And things like the color grade are, are, are starkly different. Wow. Really. You know, uh, the the actual look of it is darker. Uh, yeah. And s- different scenes are shot with not just darker subject matter and darker dialogue but just visually mm, uh, visually awesome. blacker which is good that's great that's great so so snyder must have shot most of the film before he had to leave i'm guessing i like, i think i think so yeah so um, whedon came on for the cut and i, I mean because well i'm just curious because he's obviously got this we've have four we have a four hour film it was shot well that, that leads into one reminds me for me is the Watchmen, which is also Zack Snyder, yeah. Yep. Uh, and I don't remember it very well, but I, I remember the mix of the the of the darkness in yeah. there and the grittiness um, of these superheroes. Totally and I think agree. Something of that, that that makes its way into this. Totally, and it, it's been a while since I've seen the Watchmen as well, but like that. That was that was a film that I that I really enjoyed, and I think tonally this film is getting in that it, it's in that zone and kind of working on that on that level. Yeah. Although although I would say not as well written a film as The Watchmen. I thought Justice League was written reasonably well, mm. so I, I don't have complaints about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it felt like the same universe, which I think is good. We've already talked about it a bit, but I had The Dark Knight down as it reminds me of, as an obvious one, because we've got Batman, Gotham City. I just think The Dark Knight is just such an such a great example of that universe that it's hard mm. to look past it. Like, I think everyone's going to be looking at that one in particular for a long time when it comes to Batman. And I just, I just wish to have Justice League, but keep, have some of that sort of dark night goodness filter through would just be awesome also um there's that sort of extra bonus at the end of of um of the joker appearing yeah in this film and it's jared leto doing basically the joker that you see in the dark night by played by heath ledger like something very similar mm. and 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 also very different to what we saw in suicide squad Although it's the same actor, so I just I just thought that was really interesting that Snyder obviously had in mind something a lot closer to mm. Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I, I can't mm. remember the Suicide Squad version of the Joker, so I can't pick the differences. But um, I I did enjoy just that uh, nod to other films and to the extension of the universe that might be to come. Yeah. With, with men- with the Joker and uh, Harley Quinn and that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. Um, I, I was reminded of the Justice League cartoons that I grew up with, where the I think it was called the Hall of Justice. Uh, do you know any of the any no. Other stuff? No. I'm, I'm marginally older than you, so <laughs> uh, I I remember so fondly the having grown up with Superman and Batman, Wonder Woman. 
And then there was this cartoon series where they all got together and they had this, you know, they stood around a table and fought crime. I just thought it was, I loved it as a kid. And there were just nods to that towards the end when Ben Affleck was like looking, buying property basically for their headquarters. Mm. And they said, oh, six chairs, room for more or something. Yeah. And that just gave me a nice feeling that it was going to extend and uh, seemed like a nod to my childhood. No, I haven't seen any of those, but um, I can imagine. And I have a really soft spot for those sorts of cartoons when I was young as well. And I, and I imagine it's interesting because like, I think a lot of these filmmakers would have watched that, that are making these big, mm. you know, uh, superhero films would have watched a lot of those same sorts of series. And this is them adapting what they saw as cartoons, pretty simple cartoons into full universes on the big screen, which is which is fun. That's what it felt like. That's that, yeah. It felt like someone who had come from the same background as me. Yeah. And is now getting the chance to bring it to life. Uh, yeah. That, that came across. So good on you, Zach. Yeah, good work. Okay, so this is a bit left field really, but I, I kept thinking of Ocean's Eleven when I was thinking back on it. Because um, he's <laughs> you've got... Is that the whole bringing the band together? It's the bringing thing. the band together vibe because... Yeah. As opposed to, as opposed to Avengers, which just they just sort of get pulled together by Shield in a, mm. you know, it's not even part of the story. They're just all together suddenly, you know, um, except for Nick Fury appearing at the end of every film. Um, this had a real like, uh, you know, George Clooney going out <laughs> and getting all the guys together, um, but it's Batman, <laughs> and. Um, and then, of course, each of them have their own little backstory that you get to watch. And that just that felt in in keeping as well. So yeah, it just made me think of Ocean's Eleven quite a bit, like the superhero version of Ocean's Eleven. How good are those moments when you, you, you see the cast being assembled mm. and when every one of those cast members, like in Ocean's Eleven, is an A-lister? Yes. And you just think, oh, this is, you know, I came to watch George Clooney, but now I'm getting... I don't know who else is in it. Get Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. I'm getting yeah. Matt Damon as well. And, and that other guy. <laughs> I'm not sure this is quite the same. You're getting Ben Affleck and then you're getting some unknowns. Yes. Um, but still, there's that they're superheroes, so you do feel like you're, you're building an army. Yeah. And, and it's, of course- it's very Avengers, really. Yes. And they're all going to have their own little moment. You know, they're all going to have, mm. you know, that, that power is going to move the plot forward at some point. So we've already talked about the Zack Snyderness of it all. Um, I had, you know, 300, Sucker Punch. Yeah, we, we've mentioned a couple other titles. Like he has a very distinctive style. So all of those are, of course, popping into your head the whole way through. On another note, uh, I was just looking at what he's got in the works at the moment. He's going to be releasing a new zombie film to Netflix soon, which is a follow-up to Dawn of the Dead, which is actually one of my favorite Zack Snyder films. Wow. I loved I loved Dawn of the Dead. I, I'm a huge fan of the original Romero films, mm. um, and I was really worried when I heard there was a remake coming out. But I actually liked it. I thought he did a good job with it. Um, so I'm interested to see what Army of the Dead will be like. Um, is, is that a Romero remake as well, or is it a new spin-off? Oh, good question. So I've kind of lost track after Romero started making his more recent ones. Um, mm. So I don't know if there was an army of the dead. I know, you know, there were a couple other of the deads that came out. There was one with <laughs> there was one with Simon Baker and um, yeah. So I don't know if if he ended up doing that or not. Good Simon question. Baker or Simon Pegg? Baker. 
Because <laughs> there's also that. Yeah, there's also Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Cool. Um, anyway, so we have to do that one when it comes out. May, May 21. Yeah, that sounds great. I've been uh, getting into The Walking Dead recently because I'd fallen behind, so I'm trying to catch up on that series. So I feel like I'm in zombie, a zombie mood. Oh, there's so many zombies shows out, so mm. it's endless. <laughs> I, awesome. I've thought briefly about Star Wars. I think I've mentioned Star Wars a few times on this bloody podcast, uh, but the relationship of Steppenwolf, who we haven't really talked about, who's the villain mm. of this film... And whoever his superior is, that's just some other, you know, more scary guy. Yeah. Uh, that just reminded me of the device that's always used in Star Wars where you've got the arch villain, be it Vader or whoever, and there's always someone else above them. So they're yes. always compromised. And I thought that was what was being done to Steppenwolf. He's, he's the villain, right. but he's, you know, he's got a district manager. <laughs> he's got a district manager who's never happy targets are never yeah. being met that's 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 great that's a great call that it's that's the same with the marvel universe as well i mean you've got yeah. um the age of ultron guy uh whatever his name is yeah same same vibes any others i can rip up rip off one more I've, probably. I've dried up on on reminds me of so what else you got which is probably fair i think we're about done uh but i'll just mention the the original superman series and the original Superman movie, which the at the end, Superman spins around the planet and reverses time. Uh, yeah. And that's exactly what Flash did here. Yeah. And I kind of always hate hate it when there's such an easy cop-out right. to these things, when you can just reverse it, um, which I think they did in Avengers too, didn't they? Sort of yeah. Time reversal nonsense. I'm trying to remember what happens there. Something happens. I yeah, I've haven't rewatched that one yet. <laughs> yeah, well, when everyone dies and then they can just get some loophole. I yeah, so, sort of hate that. So I hated it here as much as I hated it in in Superman. No, I I totally agree. I thought it was I thought it was a bit of a cop out. But you know, how else were mm. they going to wrap this whole thing up? Yeah, true. <laughs> true. Although in contrast to that, I did like it when they revived Superman in this film. I thought that was done so much better than the original Justice League. Really? Uh, yeah, it was kind of... There wasn't enough build-up or emotional intensity to him coming back last time. Yeah. Uh, I think Superman is the centre of this whole universe. Mm. And in the previous one, uh, he was just played a bit cartoony. Whereas this one, you have you started with the melancholy of him, him being dead the yeah. impact that's had on the whole world. And then halfway through, they come up with the idea of reviving him. They sort of ponder on it a bit and then they they do it and it just has so so much more gravity. One of my favourite moments still is, and it was in the original and it's in this as well, is um, the Flash is running. You know when they're all having that fight where they all start fighting Superman? When he first wakes up, he mm. doesn't. he's kind of confused. And the Flash tries to go really fast to run around him, and uh, everything's moving in slow motion. Looks- yeah, Superman starts turning his eyes. I can remember that from the original, just as a real standout moment, because it's uh, yeah. there's something iconic about it, and it still it still works. It's great. I love how they build him up to be just this Superman. Honestly, mm. like yeah, they you don't take for granted his powers. You you kind of build up to 
you've got all these gods and then this this guy is just all of them in one mm. um so it really gives some you know uh some depth to the superman character and i love that his suit is is black yeah you notice that i don't know what it was in the previous ones but it just felt more um substantial and less it's- less like a comic strip Absolutely. I, I, I agree. Well, dude, I think we've talked about this for as long as we should. And <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> probably much longer than we should have. But probably. We'll cut, cut out a bit in the edit, but hopefully not as much as Joss Whedon cut out. <laughs> oh, my God. Epic. Well, <laughs> good chat, Doc. Um, I'm glad you saw the original again because you had some insight there, which I just I missed. But, um, yeah, it was worth a relook. And I... I, I actually normally I would say it's not worth doing these sorts of remakes of 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 a film or you know a recut, but in this case probably was definitely was. Mm. Um, I'll see you next time and love your jacket. <laughs> Cheers, dude. <laughs> see you, Doc. See ya.